0: Why on earth would I suddenly get an overwhelming urge to binge in moments when I'm already full? Haley shook her head like, this makes no sense, just pure craziness. I said, it's actually something that's really common, Haley. She seemed surprised. I continued, most people who struggle with binge eating are trying to lose weight, so if they feel like they ate too much, that can cause intense anxiety. Most times, yes! Haley interrupted me enthusiastically, if I've eaten too much to lose weight, I feel like a failure and then I might as well go eat more. She sounded almost elated that I said other people have this issue too. And I could understand that. It's a big relief to know we aren't crazy and that other people have some of the same triggers we do. Even better, the conditioned anxiety and urge to binge that comes with overeating is not just common, it's conquerable. And in today's episode, we'll go over exactly how to fix it. This is the Breaking Up with Binge Eating podcast, where every listen moves you one step closer to complete food freedom. Hosted by me, Georgie Fear, and my co-coach, Mary Claire Brescia. I asked Haley for some more details on what exactly seemed like too much in her mind. She said, when I used to count calories, too much was anything above my self-imposed threshold for the day. And I know now that was always too low. I used to think 1,200 or 1,500 was the max you could eat without gaining weight. Magazines were not a good source of information. So now I'm no longer counting calories. Too much is the physical feeling of being uncomfortably full or knowing I ate more than my body really needed. Also, if the food I ate isn't healthy, like if I ate out at a restaurant or I had something fried or dessert, the anxiety just comes up really readily, even if I'm not uncomfortably full, just because I feel like I ate something bad. In fact, anxiety over eating too much was Haley's number one trigger that preceded her binges. If this is a description that you can identify with... You're probably shaking your head, like, oh, yes, I get it. So let's move on to how we can get out of this place. If we break it down, the connection between overeating and binge eating has three parts. First, there's the overeating, or eating a food that we think of as bad. Second, there's a feeling of anxiety or intense distress. We might get a feeling in that second phase that we failed, or that we have to do something to fix our actions. Third, going for more food to alleviate the anxiety or how upset we feel. Eating more also feels consistent with the idea that we are failures, people who will never, can never, be healthy and in control. When I talk about this pattern with clients, they typically want to break free of it by never overeating or eating junk food again. They all just want to take out the first phase so that two and three never happen. Logically, that holds up. I mean, if you never, ever overeat again, and if you never ate a food that you considered bad or unhealthy, you could steer clear of the rest. But realistically, this doesn't hold up. It's not a reasonable expectation to make of yourself that you'll never overeat again, or that you'll never eat an unhealthy food again. So how can we do better? First, we can make adjustments to the way that we think. The idea of some foods being bad is quite unhelpful for our relationship with food, and our ability to just eat and enjoy what we're having. If we're having a delicious dessert, but we're always telling ourselves how bad it is, our mood is going to sink down, down, down with every bite. When we finish, we haven't even mindfully enjoyed it. We just feel so guilty. It's a lousy scenario. We can replace the idea of foods being good or bad with more accurate thinking. Some foods have more fiber, protein, vitamin A, or sugar in them than other foods. There are more nutrients in carrots than there are in cookies. But this doesn't make carrots good and cookies bad. They both fit into a healthy diet. A person who eats a cookie hasn't done anything wrong. Their body can still get all the nutrients it needs from the other foods that they eat. And it doesn't necessarily mean that they'll take in more calories than their body needs either. Likewise, I think it's crucial to have reasonable goals for how much to eat. As you heard Haley say, a goal of 1,200 to 1,500 calories just isn't going to be achievable for most adults. If you're convinced that anything over 1,200 calories is bad, the days you feel successful are going to be few and far between, and it's likely almost every day you'll feel like you did something wrong and overate. Haley redefined her goals for how much she wanted to eat. Here's how she put it. I'd like to consistently eat enough that I'm satiated, but not so bogged down that my focus is then stuck on how uncomfortable and full I am. I don't want to get so full that I'm too sluggish to go for a pleasant evening walk or do an activity. I think that's a great definition of how much we should aim to eat. It's not a number of calories. It's a good feeling. If your goal has always been to stay below a certain number of calories, consider trying out a different guide. My favorite barometer for overeating is how I feel physically. I teach all my clients this, too. I can't tell you how many times I've suffered through intense worry that I had eaten too much because I was totaling up the calories in my head. I kind of want to go back in time, take myself gently by the shoulders and ask myself, Hey Georgie, forget the calories for a sec. How do you feel physically? And I bet a lot of the time, that younger version of me would say, oh, I feel fine. I'm satisfied. I'm not stuffed. I'm not over full. I'm just, I'm terrified because when I'm thinking about my intake, I'm judging it as too much. And I would say to younger Georgie, it's okay to get satisfied. Sometimes that takes more food than other times. If you're not feeling physically over full, I don't think you have any reason to worry. So we've clarified that it's helpful to not think of foods as good or bad, And it's helpful to have realistic expectations for how much we desire to eat. And 1,200 calories probably isn't a good mark to aim for. But let's talk about actual overeating. By that, I mean times when we eat until we are uncomfortably full. We might have to take a pass on an activity, and maybe we don't sleep as well or get heartburn. We really would be happier and more comfortable if we stopped earlier. Safe to say we can call it overeating. This sort of mistake is something that happens to everybody from time to time. Even if you eat slowly, even if you practice eating mindfully, you can do it less and less frequently. But the odds are, you will make that mistake again. It's okay. It's not a disaster. Some people have this feeling often, every day. And then some people rarely have it. Maybe once or twice a year they make that mistake. But here's the thing. Everybody does at some point. So when it does happen, let's talk about how you can avoid it turning into a binge. The key part of stopping this cycle if you have already overeaten is to avoid getting intensely distressed. If we don't let ourselves get so upset, we break the chain that leads to binge eating. So easier said than done, right? How do I not get super upset if I've overeaten? Well. You can remind yourself of some of the things I said earlier in this episode, such as even low-nutrition foods fit into a healthy diet, and a reminder that everyone overeats from time to time, even healthy, lean people. You can remind yourself that mistakes happen, not just with eating, but with everything we do. You don't need a perfect diet to have a healthy body or to be a good person. Healthy bodies are able to handle sometimes being fed too much or being fed cake. Your body is going to be just fine processing the food you ate, just give it some time. If you feel uncomfortable or bloated because you ate too much, you can also remind yourself that it's just going to be a matter of hours, the food will be digested, and then you'll feel better. In short, you can comfort yourself and reassure yourself that even if you ate past your body's needs, or ate something low in nutrients and high in sugar, you are okay. It's not the end of the world to have eaten imperfectly. You especially haven't failed if you use the experience to learn something, such as, I probably shouldn't order the large next time, medium would have been plenty. Or maybe you'd learned that baking cookies isn't the best way to soothe yourself after a difficult workday because it so easily leads to overeating them. Or maybe you'd learn you could have eaten a snack instead of holding out, growing excessively hungry, and rapidly devouring the food once your takeout arrived. You can also tell yourself that it's okay to feel a little upset and that you can tolerate it. You can accept that making a mistake doesn't feel good. Of course it doesn't feel good, but it's part of the learning process. You might think, I can handle this feeling. I can keep living my life without panicking. I do not have to numb the feeling or treat it like life-ending suffering. I just ate a little too much food. Moving on. You can remind yourself that you'll feel better about yourself soon, especially if you make some healthy decisions at the next opportunity. On the other hand, speaking of decision-making, if you choose to continue eating, you're just going to feel worse. We know this, right? We've done this. You've experienced it. Each bite past fullness is just extending the length of time until you feel good again. Part of the process of breaking up with binge eating, part of this whole journey that we're on together, is being brave enough to treat yourself more kindly, to accept that you deserve love and compassion, and learning to choose to help yourself feel better. I'm glad you're listening. I'm sending you bravery and strength to choose to feel better soon next time you've made an eating mistake. I'm Georgie Fear, and I'll see you in the next episode.